And this is Off the Record. Welcome back, one and all, to another edition of Off the Record and the Under Hits again for seconds it takes for Mama to laugh at my intro. It's not my fault, dude. And what is it? It's yours because it's funny, and you and I miss you because you're on vacation, guys. He just came yes. back from like some frou-frou vacation on. Did you see my glow, Willem and Ashley? Oh yeah, oh. had a little tan. <laughs> Sunburn, actually. I was peeling like crazy yesterday. Literally, I mean, heck, okay. It's bad. It's it's not fun when you're peeling. Like it's fun to actually peel your skin off, which is weird to say, but then it's not fun when you realize that you're peeling your skin off. Does that make sense? Right. Right. No, no I've never had this before. Well, it's good for you. That's <laughs> no fun. Yeah, it's not fun. As you guys can see, we got a wonderful duo of driver and public relations representative on the show this week. William Byron, Ashley Ennis. It is a wonderful show that we have on tap for you. Mamba had the great idea of spotlighting not just William and not just Ashley, but them together because the driver PR relationship is a very important one. Anybody that's watching or listening to this, they obviously know that. And Mamba had the great idea to get them together. So good on you, Mamba. We wrangled them for the busy schedules. Listen, you know, well, the thing was, is I thought we had him. And then William messed it up and went off and won a race. Yeah, and, I, nice. and I was like, oh, sweet. We get the winner. And Ashley's like, mm, not so much. We got bigger fish <laughs> to fry. And I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, she did. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you guys are having us on. And it's a, yeah, crazy week last week, but good, good to be on this week. Speaking of bigger fish to fry, William, you can spruce for a nice studio like Ashley has. Come on now. I know. I don't have the uh, I don't have the nice background. I've just got my apartment window. You got a lot of natural light. That's important. A lot of, na- a lot of natural light. Anything you have a background, it's just in your closet. Yeah, I have a background. She reminds me I have a background. See, this is this I haven't is, used it. This is why I wanted, this is why I picked you guys. Cause I knew I'm like, you know what? I feel like Ashley is like William's big sister and just really tries to take care of him and make sure he's getting everything he needs when he needs it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, she said no car Zoom today. So a lot of people, sometimes they freak out because I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not driving. I'm just taking, I'm taking a break here at the quick trip gas station or something. And just, you know, I don't know. But yeah, so here we are. Actually, you've yelled at him enough times, right? He gets the point now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, I told him, I was like, this one was way too long to be pulled over on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you guys been working together? So we've been, we've been since um, 2019, right? So, um, yeah, so 2019 before the, before the pandemic. So we, the last three years of my cup career, so outside of, Outside of my, the first year, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, in your second year of cup. Yeah. So pretty much when Chad when Chad came on board and he kind of, you know, got the team restructured a little bit, that was uh, that was when Ashley and I started to work together, and uh, been through a lot of different changes. The COVID the COVID era where she wasn't there <laughs> most of the year, and then and then kind of back to you know we're kind of back to normal now, so good yeah it's just like you've been in all the different types of cars i think i've been with you through all the different types of yes pre-pandemic now this like compromise still kind of pre-pandemic or pandemic but not yeah (laughs) a little post a little posty a little after 
party for the pandemic. We're really on the back end of it, but not quite through it yet. Yeah, yeah. We're we're slowly getting away from the masks. I think the only place I wear the mask now is the airport. So yeah, it feels it's good. Close. I feel like that had to be really hard though, Ashley, for you. Like starting starting your job with William specifically, like starting any new job with a new person in your role is hard. And then adding COVID to it, like that layer complicates things so much because physically you're not there. So you have to put your trust in him and make sure he's getting to the right places. And I feel like you had a tracker, like find my friends to the nth degree, had like an air tag on to make sure he like gets all the sponsor appearances, logged on to all the Zooms, all this stuff. It must have been a nightmare for you. Yeah, I would think honestly, the hardest one was his first win because yeah. I wasn't there necessarily to be like, okay, we need to do this interview. You need to do yeah. this. I wasn't there so I was having to rely like if he doesn't keep his phone on him so he definitely didn't even have a phone at that point so I'm having to try text like crew guys to be like I need him to do this I need him to get a selfie video to me for this like I think (laughs) that was probably the hardest one was Daytona was trying to do victory lane without being there yeah what do you remember about it William yeah I I remember the same thing I think um you know, honestly, we were probably the biggest, busiest when we were doing the, the iRacing uh, during the pandemic because I was the iRacing guy. So, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like, oh, use him for everything. So, so I like did every, I did every MDC, like, right, you know, show the track, show everybody how to get around Martinsville and stuff like that. It was, it was fun. It was, uh, yeah, that was a good, that was kind of a good thing. And then, and then, yeah, we went into the pandemic racing and, she wasn't there at all. And really nobody, I mean, I was just going to the, I was just going to the, uh, to the grid by myself. So it was weird. You probably haven't gone to the grid by yourself, except for iRace. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, like, like if you're legend car racing, like you got your team or your, your dad or <laughs> someone's there with you and then all the way through. And now it's like, Oh, I'm cup racing and nobody's nobody. Yeah. here. <laughs> nobody's here. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so lonely after the race, you just, walk into your bus and you know it that was probably the weirdest that was the weirdest racing because like you were basically showing up to do a job and your job just happened to be you know racing and then you were leaving it was like a it was a weird it was like I was on a shift you know like <laughs> shift duty like and ever and I just left and got in my car and left the track and nobody was there <laughs> it was like just went out into the world I don't know it was very odd because that's kind of how I felt like it was weird that like race day morning I could wake up I could go to the gym or run errands I'm not going to the racetrack and getting you know social content or appearances and then it was like I'd sit down with my computer and the tv to tweet a race and write a post-race report that I go to sleep in my own bed like it just kind of felt like I was working a shift that's so strange you never would think going to the race for race day a cup race would feel like a shift and here we are thanks COVID. but now we're gone now now we're done with that it's nice yeah there was no build-up to the race and i mean even back to the i racing stuff right like i was going to get you know breakfast like before the race and like i don't do that stuff like (laughs) on a (laughs) on a race day in cup now like i'm i'm not leaving my motorhome because it's too hard to get out of the track so like it was just it was really odd like i would get nervous for those i races and then i'd be like I'd be going to like the grocery store and I'm like, man, if this guy like doesn't get my bagel done fast enough, like I'm going to miss the race. So it's like, it was a really nerve wracking, like 
really nerve-wracking feeling like that I've never had before. <laughs> oh, he definitely took it as serious as a real race because most of those oh, yeah. I would be at his apartment because we would have like a Fox camera crew filming. Right. So I would be yeah. there to help. And like he took it just as seriously as race day for the most part. Like don't let him fool you yeah. either on that. No, I'm very competitive. So it was like, for me, it was like, look, there's a race to win and I have a shot to win it. And I knew I was like one of maybe six guys that could win the race. So I'm like, I better win this race. <laughs> yeah. No, you had to bring your A game, man. This is awesome. This we're bringing our A game right now, but we got to get a quick break out the way. We'll come right back and talk a little bit more with William Byron and Ashley Ennis. This is off the record. Welcome back to Off the Record. Davey Siegel and Mamba Smith hanging out with Ashley mm. and William, the PR driver duo that dreams are made of. We were talking before the break about William's bagel run before the race. I actually remember last year, I think we did a Zoom and you were in the parking lot somewhere. And before we started recording, I was like, what are you doing? Or like, why are you in your car? Like, there's an iRace in, in a few hours. You're like, yeah, you know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm about to get some breakfast real quick, but, you know, last time they took too long. So this is a, this is a legitimate problem that we have in the, in the Mooresville area. We need to get our bagel toasting quicker. Oh, my gosh. So true. I know. Love it's it. tough. <laughs> the iRacing thing was was pretty – no, I was at our – so Ryan doesn't have a, a Simric. Yeah. He was using Josh Williams. And, like, Josh had all the analytics. Like, we were looking at all the telemetry, and, and I was like – Hey, what are they doing? Because it's Bristol. I'm like, uh, do they know it's you if you're not? He's like, no. And so I jumped on it first. So, and I, I was like, oh, there's Bowman. Wham! <laughs> it was, it was so funny. Like to see, I mean, the guys who had never done it, right? They're like, yeah. they're like, oh, there's no way I'm gonna do well in this. So they were just, you know. They were just cruising so it was like it was like two different races going on you had the race you had like the race for last and you had the race for to win that's great I, actually i got a question where yeah. so before you got with william who did you work with who where were kind of some of the places you were before that uh so i actually got started i was an intern at charlotte motor speedway so in a roundabout way i technically worked with william during the summer shootout but i yeah. did videos with all of the summer shootout drivers and then from there, I went to an agency and I did Supercross, Motocross, uh, NHRA, Bassmaster Fishing for different accounts. And then I transitioned back and I was at Pollock Racing actually for their very first year with Blake Cook. And oh, then I went yeah, to okay. GMS there for the last two and a half years before I came to Hendrick. So you've been working with, you've been working with like the younger side of the drivers because all those teams have kind of have had younger drivers and now you got William who's been who's a young guy still but he's been here so long it feels like he's a vet at this point <laughs> basically is at this point he's all he's actually the driver I've worked with the longest too uh, because at GMS one of the trucks I had was like the all-star truck so we rotate every couple weeks but other than that like I had Kaz and Kaz moved on after a year I had Justin Haley who was only there for two years so I had well, I had Dalton Sargent. He was only there for half a season. So it's like, wow. William's actually the one I've worked with the longest too. I haven't heard the name Dalton Sargent in years. Sargent. Wow. Wow. William, um, what, yeah. what makes Ashley a little bit different than some other PR reps that you've worked with in the past, going back to your truck days and even Xfinity, what makes her a little bit different? Yeah, no, I think, um, so yeah, she brought up a good, you guys brought up a good point about, you know, younger drivers. I feel like the PR reps I had in the past had worked with, 
mostly older drivers. So like it, with the exception of uh, Kelsey, who I had in Xfinity, I think a lot of the, a lot of the PR reps I had were, you know, had historically worked with Kyle or worked with, uh, you know, like Tiff, she had worked with uh, Dale Jr. And like, so they had their ways of like, oh, Dale does it this way or Kyle does it this way. And like, I felt like when we started to work together, it was like, like, we just kind of molded it how I wanted to do things. And, you know, we never really talked about other people, you know, how they did it. So I think that helped us because we just kind of cleaned slate. We were working with a new team, but, you know, I was with a new crew chief and Chad and she was new with Hendrick. So it just kind of, you know, we just kind of molded it how, how we wanted to. And now I feel like in a good rhythm and, you know, there's really not any new things because we've kind of been through it all. Like we said, with the pandemic and, you know, the different crew chiefs with Rudy now. So um, we've kind of, kind of seen most of it. Was that important to you, Ashley, to kind of like develop your guys's own relationship? Because as William said, he had his public relations reps that he worked with before you had your drivers that you worked with before, but making sure that you're on the same page from the get-go and William's not the same as Spencer Gallagher. He's not the same as Dalton Sargent, you know, and you're not the same as Tiff or Kelsey, et cetera. Was it important to you, Ashley, to establish that kind of from the get-go and have that understanding? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it makes both of our jobs easier in a sense, because once we know each other, there's a lot of things that I can do on my side that I'm already thinking ahead of like, what questions is he going to ask me this weekend? Or what is he going to ask me in regards to an appearance? Or like, we have a routine down when it comes to scheduling things. So like, I know that I can schedule things at certain times without having to constantly be, you know, bothering him being like, oh, I have this, I have this. So like we have that relationship down, so it makes my job easier, but then it also makes it easier for him that he just kind of shows up and we do what we need to do and we're as efficient as we possibly can be. And I think it's only gotten better too over the years, especially going through pre-pandemic, pandemic, and now post-pandemic. That's kind of like that's kind of like the whole thing. Like when I did when I did PR or socials for MDM, like we had five or six drivers. And like, so it was a lot, but it was like kind of figuring out what everyone liked to do. Yeah. And so, you know, for you, William, and for you, Ashley, like figuring that out, it's kind of like you're a duo, right? It's like Shaq and Kobe. It's like, okay, I know you're going to want to be here if I'm doing this or yeah. oh, we're going to Phoenix. Uh, there's this, you know, zero one, uh, you know, buggy thing out West that maybe William would like to do. Let's try and get him involved. With, you know what I mean? So knowing that yeah. about the people you work with, that must just make it so much easier. Yeah, I think like she knows my tendencies too. And I feel like, you know, she knows, like, obviously I come across as a nice guy, you know, pretty approachable. You're not a nice guy? Well, I'm very competitive. So, (laughs) you know, she she knows when I get quiet or when I'm, you know, when I'm competitive and I'm in in that mode, it's like, you know, I want to focus on what I'm doing and with my crew chief or whatever it is. And, and uh, she, she's able to tell me what, okay, what, what is like necessary? Like, what do I absolutely have to do for a sponsor or for TV or something like that? And, you know, is that going to fit and is that going to work? And, you know, and I accept it and I, you know, move past, move on and do it and everything. So it's just knowing that that's the balance of, you know, that's the balance of racing, right? Like an NFL athlete, like he's like, look, no, like I'm, it's game day. Like, turn my phone off, go away, you know, and we, we don't have the ability to do that, you know, but at the same time we have to focus somehow. So figuring out that balance of like 
how do I focus, but how do I do the things that are necessary, um, you know, with people that are important, you know, to us and, and um, things like that. Yeah, I think that's something we kind of established actually, actually from the beginning. And it was a combination of Chad, Max and William that it was like, for example, after intros, when we walk to the car, it's like, I'll kind of brief him on like, we have, you know, X amount of guests, we're doing X amount of photos. And then once that's done, like we try to kind of almost, I don't want to say block off because it sounds bad, but it's just like, we kind of try to keep William with the team and with the crew chief and that's their locker room in that sense. Like, you know, no other sport are you walking into another team's locker room before they start playing. So like that is their last few moments together where there are no are addition, there's no more additional requests. There's no more autographs. Like that is their moment from then on that he is race car William Byron and that's it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that comes at time too. Like, you know, at, at the start of your guys' tenure in a relationship, there was probably little intricacies that William didn't know about you, Ashley. Ashley, you didn't know about William. I'm sure that there was a time or two when, you know, you wanted to brief him on some information. He, he wasn't in the right headspace, vice versa. So these things take time to develop. And now you're going on, I guess, year four. You guys seem to be simpatico. And that's why you're like the brother-sister relationship <laughs> in the garage. Like you can have a good time. But you also know, like, when the work needs to get done, you get it done. William will listen and William will do the things that Ashley needs him to do to get the job done. I think that's kind of a hallmark of a good driver PR relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, we joke about it, but like, I know sometimes when I'm talking to him, I can look at his facial expressions and I'll know if he's listening yeah, to me. I bet. <laughs> I'll just stop talking because I'm like, I know he's not listening to me. So we're just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, actually, I want to know, okay, so it was Roval last year, right, where you and Reddit got into it down the down the back. Okay, so yeah. Roval, you have a shot at moving on. You guys have put this, you know, crazy run together to get as far as you have through consistency and everything like that. William turns, he turns into Wild Bill a little bit. He, he <laughs> bo- my boy bows up a little bit. So Ashley, like, so at what, like, what, what version of you are you, were you, cause that's probably new, right? You probably don't get that all the time. And usually probably if you got that part of William, it was in a closed quarter, like with the team. Now it's out there a little bit more in public. And now I know how the teams are like when you're on the team and someone does your people, you know, wrong, you, you're right in there with it. So mm-hmm. how did you keep the composure? And then also like, you know, it's a dance, I feel like. I mean, it kind of is. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not my job to interfere. Like, right. I also, though, trust William enough that he's not going to do anything crazy, you know? <laughs> I'm like, not throwing haymakers. Yeah, like, he's going to throw an apple or punch somebody, you know what I mean? So it's like... Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I know that he's not going to do that, but at the same time, like, it's not my responsibility to interfere, but I'm close enough that, like, I could sit there and like, if it's getting to a point that I could always just kind of like nudge on his arm or I could be like, Hey, let's go. But I'm never going to interfere. Like that's his thing. If he wants to go talk to him and sort it out, that's on them. But I'm then there to kind of sort out the aftermath. You know, I think a good example was the stuff in Bristol with Harvick and them in the sense of I'm there because there's going to be cameras. There's going to be people wanting to talk to him. So then that's where I step in to be like, not right now. Let's give him a moment whatever it may be, but otherwise I don't interfere. I'm just, I'm there. William, have you ever been mad enough to actually want to throw a haymaker? I feel like we've never seen that. You know, I think that was certainly, (laughs) that was the moment if they're close one. 
Um, but you just don't want to look like an idiot. You know, I think it's, it's like you can, there's, there's way as you're making that walk, like, I think as soon as it happened, right. Like, I'm like, dude, if I, if I get back to him, he's going, you know, firewall deep in the wall. Yeah. And I never, I never got a chance. So I was like, you know, I, I was in third, I got frustrated, spun out, you know, finished 11th or whatever. And we had to win the race and, you know, everything, the way that race played out, it's like everything to that point was going exactly how we wanted it. Like we're leading the race with 15 laps to go. You know, all those things were playing out. The caution comes out. Then we rebound from our, our pit stop. We had some issues. We had some guys around us on pit road that, that came in late. We lost the lead. We kind of got back to the position to, to win. And then it all goes haywire and that's racing. But, you know, so I was thinking through all that and, you know, seeing red at the end of the race and then you get out of the car, you're still seeing red because you're just eliminated from the playoffs. And it's, you know, for you, that's, I mean, for anybody that's in the playoffs or even if you're not in the playoffs, that, that final race of the regular season, like it, that's when you like, that's when the tunnel closes in and you're like, it, it just blocks you from going any further. You're like, what just happened? Like, I'm just, I just got blocked out by, by everything. And so, yeah, I was mad and, you know, I've, I've had some moments over, over my career that I've, you know, had run-ins and things like that, but I always kind of handle it on the, on the track. I mean, nobody's like, nothing you do off the track, I don't think it's going to affect the way somebody thinks about how, how they race you until you really show them on the racetrack. Cause that's, I mean, that's where, that's where the true like instincts come out. So I don't know. That's just the way I handle it. Ashley, I'm sure you're happy. He handles things on the track instead of off. That would make for more of a headache on your part. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why I said that. I thought that comfort level comes from like, I, if he ever were to do something like that, I think I would be more shocked than anything. Yeah, me too. Like I've seen him if he's angry, but it's never to that extent. So yeah. Also that was Max Pappas where he says hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I said, hey. Mamba had a good analogy a couple uh, minutes ago about Kobe and Shaq. I want to know their thoughts on who's Kobe and who's Shaq in this relationship. Stick around. You're listening to Off the Record. Welcome back to Off the Record. Davey and Mamba hanging out with William Byron and Ashley Ennis. And in the break, we were just informed that Willie B is too young to actually know the dynamic duo of Shaq and Kobe together. I think that's some BS, though. Like, you've definitely seen highlights. Come on. Yeah, I've seen highlights more. I'd say I was more D Wade and Shaq uh, era. Okay, but, okay. But yeah, okay. I, I've seen highlights, and obviously, um, you know, it seemed like Kobe was ultra competitive. Shaq was like to have a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, yeah. I mean, I'm not on the outside. I'm not like Kobe by any means. Like in terms of how aggressive he was, you know, in his his actions. But um, yeah, I think we're kind of Kobe and Shaq, maybe. You're ultra competitive though with everything. Oh yeah, like you both are twenty four on Saturday. Yeah, like yeah, like when I when Saturday, like for example at Coda is like you know you come off a win, you're like oh this is great, then you go out and practice and you're twenty twenty seventh or whatever, and I'm like this isn't so great anymore. <laughs> right, from the, right from the top, right down to the base roller coaster. Then we did like a yeah, like, event and we went bowling. And yeah, it was like Willie. Willie was not as bad as Rudy because Rudy was ultra competitive. But oh, Willie was like every throw. He was like, I, I'm not good at this. I'm like, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like, I so, quit. So we were in Atlanta. 
So, okay, this is something I was going to talk about something else, but this is a question I do have. So for Ashley, like, so Atlanta, right? William runs Hickory that same weekend. We don't, we're not used to seeing a split, the driver split off and leave the racetrack anymore. Like the days of guys going from Pocono to Iowa are like way far gone. So yeah. this is, and especially for you guys, this is new. So what was that like? How did you, how were you able to keep sure that everything stayed on track? You're tracking flights like crazy. Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> That's the thing is I was having to keep in contact with his manager, Jody, because there were so many different scenarios that we had to have planned for. So before it rained yeah. and we were going to be qualifying on Saturday, it was like, okay, we'll know after the first round yeah. of qualifying if he'll be on time or not. Because if we make yeah. it to the second round and there's an issue in qualifying, he's going to be late. If he's top two in qualifying, we have media we have to do, but then I'm like, okay, we could do this media. He could do this media on the phone when he lands, but then when it rains and we shift practice and it was like, oh, okay, well, the difference is they were going to take the top three fastest guys in practice to do media, that media you couldn't do on the phone. So it's like, just trying to think of all the different scenarios and then trying to keep her up to date so she could tell the plane if he's going to be on time or not. And then it's like, I have to balance giving him enough time to debrief with the team before he's comfortable on splitting and then making sure when he splits that he has everything he needs to go to Hickory and, you know, then he doesn't hear from me until he comes back. (laughs) Wait, so you're saying it's not just as easy as when he's done with one thing, telling him to get on a plane and then wait for him to come back? Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, the the craziest part of that weekend was I've never been in the – like, I've never been in the cup car and, like – had that much pressure to like like on Saturday in practice thinking about like oh man as soon as I get out of this thing I gotta go somewhere else and do something else and that was a really different feeling because I'm usually the kind of person I'd like to like slow play it after practice I don't I don't like to commit to like what I'm going to do in the afternoon after practice and because I don't know how it's going to go and how much time I'm going to need with the, the engineers and like when that thing was done like I've never gotten I've never gotten out of the garage faster like it was <laughs> It was weird. That was really weird for me. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm just ditching like the team. And so I had to get over that, but I mean, it worked out, obviously it worked out great. And, you know, we'll, we'll do it again sometime soon. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's unpack that a little bit more, but we got one more break to get out of the way. Stick around William Byron and Ashley Ennis more on the other side of off the record. Welcome back to Off the Record. Davey and Mamba hanging with William and Ashley. You know, before the break, Ashley, William was mentioning how he feel like he just kind of jet set it off and did these extracurricular activities. Since Kyle Larson got to Hendrick, it feels like across the board at HMS, that's become a thing. I know that you only work with William, you know, on the cup side, and that's your focus. But as an organization and as a whole, how have your other PR counterparts try to adjust to that, whether it being Alex going to race his, his dirt car, whether it be Kyle racing all over the country and then Chase as well, experimenting in seems like every single vehicle. So I would say John Edwards is probably the one that has it the hardest in the sense that Kyle is constantly racing somewhere else. Yeah. So there, where on our side, William has more of like a structured schedule during the week. It's about the same routine unless something major yeah. comes up. John is like shooting in the dark constantly about when Kyle can do video, when he has service even, depending on where he's at, whether Kyle is driving his own motorhome. So like John is constantly fluid with his. Um, 
The other two PR reps, they're actually new to HMS this year. So they're kind of also trying to learn that. So yeah. on the 48, I mean, other than this truck race, Jarrett hasn't really got to experience that. But I think at least on Alex's side, he tends to do like your bigger marquee races and it's yeah. known weeks in advance so they can schedule around it. Same thing with Chase. You know, Chase is either close to wherever we're racing that weekend, like when he did Sonoya in Atlanta. But other than that, I think I think John Edwards is the one that has to be the most fluid compared to us. Even in Williams' case, like we know at least a week or so in advance, so we try to work around it and make everything as seamless as possible. Yeah, and I think yeah, we tried to structure it this year where there weren't any surprises. Now, as the more that I race other things, the more opportunities people come to me with. So we're, we're adding constantly. So I think I think people Surprise. are like. People yeah. are like, all right, like, you know, now William's just going to race, you know, whenever he can. So I don't know. I just, I think I, I think I realized when I started to do some of these other races, like how much fun I could have and how much less time on my hands. Cause I think as a driver, like it's, you know, when you start, there's a lot of obligations as a driver. And when you're not in the car enough, like, and you're doing too much of just thinking and talking to the engineers like that's great but there's only so much you can do to help as a driver you're you just are paid to go fast so it's like when you get more chances to to go fast and learn like you're just making yourself you know better clearer in the head you know not thinking so much like like I don't want to crew chief my cup car right like I don't want to tell Rudy you know on Thursday what it needs you know I can I can give him an idea but it's like you know you you gotta stay you got to do what you do best, I guess. I, I, that's, I think that's great because um, I really feel like you guys should go. Like when we go to places like Richmond, right? Well, Hampton's yeah. not that far away. So let's go to Langley. Like, yeah. like getting, <clears throat> just getting everybody on the same page, like the big tracks with the short tracks around it, whether it's the asphalt or the dirt, I don't really care. Um, yeah. I just think it's super important for you guys, what you guys are doing. And I appreciate you doing it on your side because you're one of the only guys, you and like Eric Jones, Priest does it quite a bit, but like yeah. as far as the asphalt guys, the opportunities aren't as much, right? Because we all right. race on Saturdays and the weekends and, you know, Kyle and Chase and, and Alex and not everybody on dirt, like they can go Thursday or Friday and it's no big deal. So right. I think working on those schedules to be able to do stuff together is, you know, really going to help the sport. I totally agree. I think like helping asphalt late models and that whole side of things i mean the more the more they see us you know do these things hopefully they'll start to structure the schedules a little a little differently but yeah it's it's been hard to you know that's why we had to structure some of these races with the super this year so far in advance because it's it's hard to do it so you know i hope that hope that comes around a little bit i mean i would obviously love to go race whatever kind of late model it is um, but it's got to be a decent car and it's you know it's got to make sense and you know, the more we can kind of get the two worlds to collide a little bit, I think we're, we're going to be in better shape for everyone. Cause certainly the dirt world is, you know, because of Larson and because of Casey Kane, some of these guys, they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. When we we got, I don't think he realizes this, but like, yes, him running the late model, it gives him confidence in the cup car, but even for my things, he has more confidence than when we do interviews and things like that. It's like, hmm. obviously winning in Atlanta, he had a ton of confidence doing media last week, but it was like, even just from Hickory, it's like he had a ton of confidence that then just oozed through everything else, not just in yeah. competition. 
So it helps me on my side too, um, knowing that he's running this these other yeah. things and he's being competitive there as well. Yeah, there's more to talk about. <laughs> there's <laughs> more good more things to, to talk about. To, yeah. You know, you, you don't just have to give the the usual like, oh, my cup car is feels like this. You know, you can you can you can go a lot of ways with it. It's good. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and even, even in this interview, like this is this is some of the most dynamic conversations that we've had. And like, you know, actually being with William for now going on four years, I'm sure that you have seen him change so, so much, whether it's just your typical press conference interviews, Zoom calls like this, sponsor engagements, et cetera. Can you tell us a little bit about the change that you've seen in him from the sponsorship perspective and making sure that the PR that needs to get done gets done, but not just gets done, is done well? Yeah, I mean, he definitely has more confidence than when he started, I feel like. Um, he's someone, though, that I've never really had to worry about giving a bad interview in the sense of I don't have to worry about him necessarily cussing. I don't have to worry about him saying anything too off the wall. Um, so that was always nice. But I definitely think that over the years, he's gotten a little bit more confident. He knows some of the critiques I may have given him early on. And he tries to just implement them now himself. So now it's more so just me making sure that I educate him the best I can. But I also know how far in advance to educate him on something. You know, that was something we had to learn of. If I give it to him in an email three days before, probably is not going to remember most of it. <laughs> <laughs> the smile <laughs> says it all. Yeah. <laughs> Like I know his tendencies, you know, like I can send him an email, but I know he's probably going to read the text or the calendar invite more than the email. So just learning that and making sure that he has what he needs. And then I try, even if he gives a good interview, I try to give him that feedback, you know, Raptor was a good example this weekend of it's the first weekend we had it. We didn't really have the most solid talking points ready for it. But he handled it really well. And I told him, you know, what you just used was perfect. And let's just keep using that. And the more info we get, the more we'll add in. Yeah. Davey, Davey. Uh, so you know how I did driver intros yes. this week? I was going to ask I, you, did you do it for him? Yeah, so I did. Yeah. I did Williams. And I slid in wild. I slid in a wild bill in there. I love I, it. I almost died <laughs> laughing before I said it because I knew he was going to be like, who the hell is doing this? You can know that yeah. voice anyway. I'm sure you have one of those. I was like, like uh, is that Mamba? Yeah, okay. I was like, this is an interesting track intro here. <laughs> <laughs> a little excitement around this. We got to let William run to go uh, train <clears throat> golf. But uh, before we go, um, I just got to ask, on, on a serious note, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of people that you run into in the racing world, William, especially running for a behemoth team like Hendrick with hundreds of employees. Mm-hmm all the sponsor relationships that you have. Do you think that there's somebody that you need to trust more than Ashley from a day-to-day basis of things? It seems like she's by your side with the good, with the bad, with the ugly, and she makes sure that your life and your head stays on straight in the good times and the bad. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all about structure. Like you've got to have the, you got to have the people around you. So I've got, you know, Jody on my end. Um, She does kind of my, my travel, my, planning for the late model races. And, and then you've got Max, who's, who's kind of an advisor for me that helps me, helps me more mentally with, you know, compartmentalizing everything. Uh, my dad, you know, my, all those people, Aaron, my girlfriend. So, I mean, it's just important to have that structure, especially in cup. Cause it's really easy to get lost. I feel like, you know, yeah. you can go, you can go a lot of different ways. You see you every year you see a rookie 
driver come in and you're like, man, I know this guy's like getting, I, I know he's getting thrown all these things. And he's probably trying to figure out like, okay, which, which one do I do? You know? So yeah, it's just a, I mean, cup's really fun. It's hard. It's fun to, it's, it's a fun challenge because it's, um, you know, it's a lot more than just getting in the car and driving. There's so much oh, that, yeah. you know, adds up to it. So I, I love what I do. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I think every year you get, obviously I'm in a great situation, great, great team. And, you know, you, you learn little things along the way. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it goes without saying, but this dynamic duo is much better than myself <laughs> and Mamba as the dynamic duo. We appreciate <laughs> you guys joining us today. It was great, great to man. honestly just get some new perspectives and, as Mama said, one that's not really spotlighted or highlighted, I think, as much as it should be. So for all the good yeah. stuff William does, Ashley is the brains behind that operation. It's been great yeah. to get the chat right. with you. Thank you guys for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Welcome back to Off the Record. William and Ashley have departed, but fear not. We are still here bringing you top-tier content on fear Off the not. Record. You, uh, you had the hell of a weekend at Coda. You were doing driver intros. We just talked about that with William. Yeah, how, but did hey, that, how did that happen? On. Hang on real quick. You had a hell of a week on vacation. Where did you yes. go? And then we'll get into the work. Where I want to hear I asked some, you fine. first. You fine. tell me first, fine. and then I'll tell you. Okay, so, um, no, the uh, the driver intro thing was, was wild. Um, so I, I got the opportunity to do Trackside Live <clears throat> in Phoenix. And uh, that's, you know... That was a mix between like NASCAR and, and CSM productions, right? CSM um, is the big company that puts on the staging at yep. the at all the races and all the concerts and stuff. So literally, like if you ever see anyone with a CSM like logo shirt or something, like walk up to them, tell them thanks, because they're really a lot of the backbone to the show. They work so show. hard. They, yeah. I mean, it's a good group, good sized group, but not as many people as you would think put that deal on. And it's time, like they have to hit it right yeah. whether it's for tv or anything else right so so um i'm doing i'm doing i did all three so the first time i did it was for trucks on saturday and then we backed that up with with xfinity on saturday after that there's me and jose um spice uh, yeah spicy jose uh and i'm i'm chill right like I, i'm cool in it like i've never done this before but obviously like i've done a, a bunch of like stuff like this at, at this point and like you know i'm getting into it and they're, they're showing me the script and like you just read across right well luckily there's this girl named hazel who writes it out how it should be said like not how it not if it's not like how it's spelled but breaking it down right. so my child brain can read it correctly because i only read it like a fifth grade level yes so for you yeah i need that bad so <laughs> that was that was great um and and being able to call out some of your friends like that that was cool because they didn't really know what i was doing most of the guys didn't really know what i was doing did rb know that it was you no no i not until i walked up to it like he's like like they knew after right yeah that sounds like mama yeah right because i'm sure that once they hear it they're walking out and they're like that sounds familiar yeah so and what i didn't know because i haven't watched a race like from exact beginning in a while like to the driver intro part i didn't know that it was on the tele on the on the broadcast oh i didn't either i didn't catch the start of it i, I didn't know that so i got into work tv and, superstar mamba i dude and so i'll tell you this though the first one i did through the first six 
my knee, my leg was shaking at 9,500 <laughs> RPM a second. I was so, because uh, cause my friend Jess Fiera, she she's the one who like turned me on to it and got me the opportunity. And she's like, like that whole production's her baby, right? So when it's your friend, you really want to do a really good job. And I just yeah. really didn't want to mess that up. And um, after we got into it a little bit, it was good. I only messed up Gragson's deal. So what'd you say? Bad. Well, his sponsor was Bass Pro. It was Bass Pro True Timber. True Timber. And then it was Black Rifle Coffee Company. Well, I never say black, like I always say black rifle. Like when I hear people talk about it, it's just black rifle. So as I got into reading it, my on-camera brain clicked on is like, why is this so long? And like, so there's uh, a different, like there's a difference in how in the different stuff, right? My yeah. I'm used to doing on-camera stuff where there's takes. And I can be like, oh, this reads weird. Well, it started clicking into that. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so like, I just started like, right in the black weather. And I just kind of like, and I was like, no, I'm not quitting. I'm going to finish this off. So, but it wasn't bad. So the rest of it, Saturday, Sunday was, Sunday was dope. So um, that's like bucket list stuff. That's on my bucket list. I mean, that's just so like, I saw you were doing that. And I was like, I didn't realize until now that you were like perfect for that type of thing. Cause you got the same energy as Jose and like, guys do intros like that like your energy matches so I, I think you did a great job yeah I mean I to be honest like that's something that I think you would kill I think you would be so dope at I'm down that's um, on my bucket list to do that stuff like I think and you're gonna get your time is definitely gonna come to do more stuff like that uh because you're a badass in, in what you do I I never Thanks, really had thought about doing it um but I'm also dumb and just say yes to every opportunity because <laughs> I just like, I just want it, like, I, I'm not greedy, but I want it all, you know what I, I mean? I just, yeah. I just want to grind it all out. So, um, <laughs> so, um, it was really cool experience and, and, uh, um, I, it was just something that, you know, being a kid watching facing so much, like you always hear that stuff and, and they let me put a little sizzle on. They, they, like, I dropped in all the nicknames, like the Wild Bill, yeah. I did, you know, YRB. I think I said he's number 12 in the program, number, number one, one in your, in your heart. hearts. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, the guys that I I, I said, uh, I said, Kevin, happy Harvard. And and I went down and, and saw him after. I said, hey, man, was your intro okay? Like, And he's like, yeah, was that you? And I'm like, yeah, you liked that happy part, didn't you? He's like, I, was, I did kind of like that. <laughs> so it was, it was cool, man. It was cool. You can talk enough for the both of us, and you did so. Good job. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully it won't happen again very soon. Yeah. Well, we're, we're back to regularly scheduled programming, my friends. So yeah, we'll be back man. next week we're with ripping. another rousing edition of Off the Record. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank y'all.